Welcome to part two of my interview with the Comics Center of Helsinki on Tell the Damn Story. So, um, just, I promise I wouldn't keep you forever, so, uh, but, you know, again, you can also ask me questions, too, because, you know, uh, one of the podcasts that I do is is Tell the Damn Story, and I I know Chris is going to love hearing everything that you say, because you guys have both referred to influences and storytelling. So, is there anything you want to ask me? Oh, yes, I think the podcast sounds extremely interesting and I, I really want to subscribe to it as soon as possible so please send me the link and uh, uh, there are so many things about storytelling that I've been thinking about so I don't know where to start but you have long time experience in teaching uh, storytelling or, or lecturing about mm-hmm. it right? Yes um Around the world? Oh, yeah, well, it's, it started in, in this, you know, the small circle of, of New York City, because, yes, New York City is small compared to the rest of the globe. Um, so, yeah, I, was, I would work with some people that I knew you know, initially. I taught acting in schools and things. I did workshops with kids and things for years. So it was a natural progression for me to share my journalism experiences. So I put together workshops on that, and I would, it was called That's News to Me was the name of the workshop. And it was... It was about, the way I would explain it to educators is very different than the way I would explain it to students. To educators, it's, it's to support literacy, you know, reading, writing, observational skills, problem-solving, you know, process, observations, all those things, right? To the kids, I say, you get to be undercover reporters. You get to be investigative reporters. You get to snoop and ask questions. And that... That's exactly what they got to do as far as I was concerned. I didn't need to tell them about all of the academic benefits. Mm-hmm. And so children are naturally curious. As my, Many times adults sort of, and I don't mean this physically, but they beat that out of a kid. Stop asking so many questions. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you asking me? Why, why are you sitting there daydreaming? Well, maybe I'm using my mind in a different way than you might want me to at that moment. So for me, it was about supporting their curiosity and supporting their, their desire to learn and, and to express themselves, in this case, through written form. I created comic book workshops to do the same thing, but to focus more on the visual. And not because I think drawing is more important than writing, but a lot of the young people are, you know, when they think comics, they immediately think the visual. So many people think that the illustrator writes the comics. It's never about a writer and an illustrator. It's if you draw, you must do all the comics, right? So it's part of them saying, no, they're two, two separate skills. You need to be good at either one or both. You know? And then there's four other positions that need to be played if you're going to create your own books. And I will lay out those six key jobs, and I will lay out terminologies and the process, and then get them into their own imagination. Don't give me Spider-Man 2. You know, I want you to create your own character. And then I define that character does not have to be a superhero. It can be. And then we sort of break that down into categories. What else can you think of as a character in a story? And once their heads start to open up to those possibilities, okay, now you're going to create your own original character. Go for it. You know? And we start there. And then build plots and things like that. So to me, working with children or working with adults, it's the same framework, but I just either... Let's say I choose my words differently. I don't like to talk down to kids. I, I never have. Yeah. But I will simplify certain terminologies or phrases and things that are concepts that I might want to share with them. I'll simplify it or bring it, break it up into more pieces and then feed it to them you know, a little bit more slowly so that I make sure that they comprehend. The goal is always that whoever I teach, that you learn 
to trust your own imagination and your own creative ambitions and desires and compass. You know, and if you need help, you get it from the support systems, you know, in your, your circle. But initially, start here. So I'm about to do an, uh, an e-course, um, just a seven-lesson e-course on just creating compelling characters. You know, just sitting, because when I was in Serbia, a number of the illustrators I talked to were saying, yeah, I have trouble figuring out how to do this with my characters or how to work a character in a plot in this situation. So I said, well, let's just start with the character. So I'm going to, you know, start that out, send that out to them soon in, in increments and see how that helps them. I don't know if that answered your question, but certainly I was talking yeah, a lot. This is really interesting as a topic also if for, for teaching, but making comics in a very basic way. Like, who who is is the character? Who is the main character? Whose story are you telling? And perhaps also to whom? Uh, and uh, personally, I've had always... It's, it's always been a much easier step to create characters, but then the challenge is, what are they supposed to do? <laughs> so, well, what's I see that goal? in a lot of younger artists What's your goal? What's your well? motivation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, goals and motivation. Mm. When you know your character, the, the mm. more you know your character, the easier it is to write them in whatever the plot may be. Mm. Just the same as you have a best friend? Okay, is it male or female? Female. Female, okay. Think of her for a moment. How long have you known her? Um... Since she was born. <laughs> okay, all right. So it's your best friend. You've known her since you were born. You guys have done all kinds of things together. Yeah, yeah. Can you just, you know, in a good day, fun day, you guys are hanging out. Can you kind of anticipate some of the things she'll say or do, or how she'll react to certain things? Yeah. I yeah. Can, all right. Much, yeah. That's because you know her. Yeah. As much as you can, you should feel that way about yeah. your character. Mm. Because then, no matter what situation you put them in, you have a sense of how they will respond, right. what they will say, what they will do physically, emotionally, mentally. Mm. And that feeds you action, goal, drive. You know, that feeds that. Now, your plot's already laid out in some sort of outline or skeletal form. So you know what has to happen in sequence. But how it happens, how your character moves through that story, that should come as much as possible from the character mm -hmm. so that it feels genuine. It makes sense to the audience. And they begin to identify with that character. Either somebody they love or hate, doesn't matter. But they begin, oh, yeah. I um, That's the best thing when readers come later and start gushing about some character that yeah. they have always a crush on. Yeah, yeah. crush. Or, <laughs> or, or, I mean, I was as an actor, I did a role where I did some vicious, horrible things in this particular play. I was just a, a foul human being. And afterwards, uh, I was coming out of the dressing room with some of the other actors, and the audience members are there in the lobby. And these two ladies are standing there wondering, and one of them is just gushing, and so happy. And she said, oh, I really loved your work and everything. She said, but I want you to talk to my friend. I want you to talk to my friend. I said, okay. Her friend is standing there looking like I had cursed out her whole family and burned down her house. And she's looking at me with this really venomous eyes. And I said, uh, hi. And she goes, she goes, tell him, tell him, go ahead, tell him, tell him. Right? And her friend says, I hated your character so much, I wanted them to kill your child. <laughs> And I went, thank you, thank you, yes, yes, great. And then she's looking at me like I'm insane. I said, no, it means I did my job, you know. And so, I mean, that is it. You want people to buy into it, whether they love or hate that character. You want them to, to go on that journey and to feel. And we go back to manipulation, you know. I mean, for a good cause in this particular situation. But, yeah, that's, that's a very much what it is. And I feel that a lot of films 
a lot of bad films have been entertaining because of the characters, and a lot of great films have been destroyed because of bad characters. Yeah. You know, so ultimately, you can blow up as many buildings as you want you know, in a, in a particular movie. If I don't care about any of these people, you know, I've just wasted 1350. Yeah, I can speak to that as, as a comics artist who works from a script written by someone else, which, which has a sort of an air of mystery about the characters. I know that in principle this is a world where there, there isn't stark black and white. It's, it's uh, uh, moral gray areas, and, and I probably should not... Uh, as a member of the audience, assign like hero or villain status to certain characters. But as an artist, I felt that okay, this is what I need to do in order to get inside the head of the, these characters. Mm. That that this is this is now my hero. I'm rooting for him. I'm gonna give him a certain air in in this story. That 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 perhaps is. Uh, conveyed to the reader, and maybe I'm maybe I'm misleading the audience. Who knows what will be revealed about this character in future installments of this story? But but I feel like in order to act the part, in order to give these characters a body language and and uh, mm. expressions, I need to pretend to know what is going on inside their heads, even if the script doesn't spell it out, even if my script writer doesn't want to tell me. Yet, uh, I, I, I told him what I think is going on, and he hasn't contradicted me. So, so I think so far so good. But, but it it is absolutely essential to be able to put yourself inside the head of the character in order to give them a sense of reality on the page mm -hmm. that they're not just standing there looking with a like a blank expression on their face. Yeah, exactly. And I think, again, you're right. That's, one of the artists that I, I know very well is he's a friend, but also I respect him tremendously as an illustrator is Jamal Igel. And Jamal can draw just the minutest of, of facial expressions. He is so focused on being able to, to, to do subtleties as well as the more dynamic you know, uh, grimaces or whatever that, that, that we're used to seeing because he sees a person behind that and, and tries to convey what that person in the costume is going through or feeling. And I think that's, that's as a visual medium, you know, you go see a movie or TV show, you want that. Why wouldn't you want that in your comics? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, again, I told you, because I know we're all on a clock here, so I, I could talk to you for hours and, and will one day. Um, but I didn't know if there's anything that you wanted to say, and I do want to get, again, the name of the place and where it's located and all that in here, but is there anything else you wanted to say to sort of round off your experience here or anything? Anything as an artist, a you know, writer? Yeah, I think the Comic Center here in Helsinki has been really important for me personally as well because it's a gathering point for comic enthusiasts of every type, not just artists, but also people who are part of the fandom and who read and enjoy comics and might not create them themselves but are ready to work hard and uh, almost for free to make them available and now luckily we are able to pay <laughs> some mm. of our most enthusiastic contributors that, so that they can keep this running and uh, they can have a good salary as well Perfect. so that's just fair. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to ask any specific details but the fact that you're able to pay them are you being supported in some way or you know, okay, okay so 
It's the uh, Finnish Ministry of Education and Culture that that uh, provides funding for for the Comic Society and similar cultural institutions. So that's where a lot of the money comes from. And then we have like project funding when mm-hmm. we do do certain projects uh, with with different municipalities or or international organizations. We we get specific funding from for that from different sources. But but the 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 support of of this governmental institution is pretty essential for keeping keeping this uh, place running. <laughs> let's 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 give him a hand because <laughs> yeah, I I know of a number of places that cannot say that you know mm-hmm. so I'm glad you have that support here. Um, you, you said something that just keyed another thought. So pardon me, I have another question. The kind of people who come here, you, you hinted on the benefits, uh, the type of people that are benefiting from the fan. Can you, can you give us a little bit more of an image of that? Uh, you know, the artists, the, 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 the people who come, the customers who come here. Uh, what are you seeing and, and, and how is it affecting you? Well, I'd say it's hard to give a specific profile. I would say that definitely because of the location here, we have like a... Uh, young, hip, uh, urban uh, uh, clientele. We have the comic store here, so they they come and uh, come and buy new comics. But but in terms of the coursework and things like that, we we want to be as diverse as possible. Something I've been looking at here during this interview is is uh, uh, one of the projects that we had that brought children and elderly people together. They made like comics correspondence with each other. So so from the young to the old, we we want to be able to reach as as um, many kinds of people as possible. That's very much a part of the mission of the comic center. Excellent, excellent. And many of the events that we have, uh, like the. Comic Festival, Helsinki Comic Festival, is are tied into other events, cultural events in the city. So we, for example, during Helsinki Pride, we had exhibitions on uh, on that theme here. And the art exhibition area, which is right at the center, it's it's really important for pulling people in who might otherwise not be into comics, but mm. they come to see the art exhibition and uh, might get interested. And we had previously an exhibition by a veteran comic artist, the Finnish really uh, a veteran who has inspired many artists as well so so, so if you're will eisner <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah in a way and he, he um many of his readers are not perhaps familiar with the newer comics so that was also a way of luring in <laughs> perhaps excellent. the older generation excellent excellent but yeah to sum up my view of the importance of the comic center is that um Uh, translating comics isn't even my day job, so so I was working on my first comics album while I was working uh, in software development, and uh, every Friday I would come to the comic center uh, and and work on my character designs and and my uh, uh, thumbnail sketches and so on, and that that helped me actually make my first comics album. Now now my workplace is a bit a little bit farther from the comic center. I can't uh, get 
get here every Friday for that comics workshop, but that, that workshop is still running. And that is so valuable for people to come together and, and just work on their own things in a free-form way and, and get feedback from other people. Uh, uh, not to drop names, but uh, Max Sarin, who is now working on uh, Giant Days and, and has won great accolades for that, uh, uh, was uh, at those uh, workshops uh, at the Comic Center at the same time as me. And, and, and uh, I, we, we've both gone places, let's, let's just say. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and that... Uh, we can do that for people and that we can also take this concept elsewhere because even though we, we uh, are located here in Helsinki, it is the Finnish Comic Society, uh, we want to be able to serve uh, uh, everyone in Finland, we, we try to take this concept to other cities and mm. help people organize their own comics communities there in the same way that we have here in Helsinki. You know, t- again, one thought triggers another. Uh, one of the things that I created a few years ago, well, let me, let me preface this. You know that I do um, an annual family and children's comic convention in New York called the Kids Comic Con. Some of the listeners may not. But that's been going on for 12 years. About four years ago, four or five years ago, I created something called the KCC Comics Club International. And that was my way of, of addressing the issue that was disturbing me, which was seeing a lot of young people, you know, children as well as teenagers, formulating their ideas about other cultures and countries and religions and people based on negative media. Mm-hmm. And I felt, you don't know any of these people, you don't know anybody who's anything like any of these people, and yet you already have this negative opinion. And I think we needed to go back to something from my childhood, which was pen pals, where you would write to a, a, a child like yourself in some other country. So I used the Internet and I created programs with some of my contacts. I found teachers in other countries and we, through a collaborative comic book pro- project, their kids would meet kids in some other part of the world. So I've had children and students from the Midwest and the United States and from New York meet children from India, from Africa, from Ireland, uh, now from Russia. And sometimes there's a, because of the time zone difference, they can't actually face-to-face talk, but then we try and do something with video and so they can get some exchange. So it's not just creating your own characters and creating this collaborative comics project, but it's also about sharing a little bit about where you are and what you like and you know what, what's the day-to-day kind of thing for you and just trying to find more commonalities. And I think, you know, again, what you both have expressed today is that there's so many positive uses for this medium other than, A, inspiring the next multi-billion dollar film, or a new line of T-shirts, you know. There's there's so much more that can happen. And again, I don't take from the fact that comics can be entertaining, you know, and gratifying in that way. But I would rather people not see that as all that it can do. That they see this infinite potential for people expressing themselves and and getting to know others and learning more. But, well, tell for the folks who are going to be listening to this, uh, if you would, just let's hear. Again, the name of the organization, and if you want to give a location or a website or anything like that, please do. <laughs> Toss a coin, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, we are here at the Helsinki Comic Center, uh, the headquarters of the Finnish Comic Society. Yeah, it's Portaninkatu 9 in Helsinki. And uh, our website is uh, 
sarjakuvakeskus.fi and uh, sarjakuvaseura.fi. Uh, I'm, I'm sure all your audience can uh, write those down. <laughs> <laughs> well, the FI, I think they've got pretty, pretty well, yeah. I think the other stuff might be a bit of a challenge. Um, can they look up the the Helsinki Comic Center on Google and then yes, be led right here? Yeah, okay, guys. For for those of you who are much like me and, and still working on his finish, um, yeah, you can you can Google the Helsinki Comic Center uh, or the what you said. This is the home for the Finnish Comic Society. So you can probably Google that as well and get more information on them and uh, let them know where you heard of this and tell them that two of the representatives uh, were so compelling. In, in their their explanation of everything that you just had to check it out, uh, and and I hope to put you guys in touch with some of the people that I've dealt with, and really you know really sort of continue to build this these bridges that we're talking about because I think that's far more exciting than some of the stuff that's going on right now. <clears throat> Not to get political. But yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much uh, for visiting and, us. And I'm Alex Simmons, and you're going to hear this on two different broadcasts of mine, but one of them will be Tell the Damn Story, which I will make sure to give you yes. links to so you can follow that. Take care, and thanks for listening.